What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is the Brian Hanks Show. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, December the 5th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 982 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. While they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, let me tell you something. We have got another great show for you here today we're going to have a lot of fun already been looking at some stuff that our first guest has sent us it's going to be awesome man joining us here in the first hour in less than a, less than 20 minutes or so he's the news director for the carteret county news times and carolina coastonline.com he's also our resident nba and hoops expert richard clark uh and we've got a lot to talk to him about he's not only just nba and hoops expert he is also uh, a big nfl fan too his dallas cowboys are rolling right along right now they got uh they're they're doing pretty good they're doing pretty good so we're going to talk to him about that but we're going to talk to him about the nba end season tournament that ironically how about this Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans won in last week in the quarter or last night. I'm sorry, in the quarterfinals, and they are now in the semifinals of that, which will be played Thursday. So very, very excited about this. Can't wait to talk to him about it. I know he was. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, <clears throat> I only watched a couple minutes of it uh, because I had to get to bed last night. Was uh, busy at ECU last night on the mic. So, uh, I feel bad because they fell behind by 15 Sacramento led new Orleans by 15. I called it tonight and was like, well, it is what it is. Then I get up this morning, look at it. They ended up winning by 10 or so. Uh, yeah, they ended up winning 127 to 117. And then I felt all guilty and everything. Cause I didn't stay up and watch the whole thing. We'll let uh, rich be my, uh, my, uh, my therapist this morning and let him talk me out of, uh, being super depressed. Cause I'm telling you, they play again Thursday night. They're going to take on the winner of uh, the Lakers or the Suns. And I mean, this is a, I got to tell you, was not that big of a fan, still not the greatest fan of this whole concept of the end season tournament. But uh, I got to tell you, man, I guess maybe it's because we've got the whole Kinston angle here with Brandon uh, playing in it. It's got me excited. 30 points, eight rebounds, six assists last night for uh, the Pelicans in that, uh, in that big win over the Sacramento Kings. And did I mention in Sacramento last night? So uh, as you go to the office today, again, that game started at 1030 last night. It wasn't over until close to 1 a.m. this morning. Uh, you're going to sound smart as you, uh, especially you, Keith Spence. Well, you're always smart anyway, 
But uh, I'm telling you, Pam Sheffield, you're going to be really, really smart today. Go in bragging about how our Kinston kid has uh, the Pelicans into the uh, semifinals. Just thank me later. Thank me later. Uh, the end season uh, quarterfinals continue tonight, both games on TNT. Oh, I should tell you the other game. Man, my Celtics ended up losing last night. Uh, they go to Indiana. They lose 122 to 112. So now the Indiana Pacers are also in the semifinals. I mean, you talk about two teams that you would not think at this point in the season would uh, have a, a lot to be talking about. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, Jason Bryant said it uh, when we were talking about this probably last week. Would we even be talking about the NBA right now? Well, by golly, they, uh, they're pretty smart, and we are. Uh, but uh, congratulations to the Pacers last night for knocking my Celtics out of it. But uh, it is really cool. Like I said, uh, Indiana Pacers in the semifinals, our New, our New Orleans Pelicans in the semifinals. Uh, then tonight's games, uh, New York Knicks are at the Milwaukee Bucks. That should be a pretty powerhouse game. Uh, the winner of that takes on Indiana. And then the uh, late game tonight at 10 o'clock, also on TNT. That's uh, Phoenix Suns at the L.A. Lakers, and uh, the winner of that game will take on uh, the New Orleans Pelicans in Las Vegas uh, Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, how about that? We've opened I haven't even told you who our second-hour guest is yet. Our first-hour guest, Richard Clark, like I said, joining us in about 15 minutes or so. But uh, joining us, uh, and i got to tell you, uh, Clark or Rich will be joining us on the uh, Spence Automotive guest line. But joining us live here in our second hour in our plush well-lit studio will be Shiver Person with the Down East Wood Ducks. They've got a couple of uh, great things that are going on, uh, Christmas-type uh, things. And, uh, man, they're selling season tickets right now. All kinds of great things going on, and Shiver's going to tell us about that. We're going to talk. I don't get it twisted. We're going to talk some college football with him and uh, other stuff, too. But, uh, Shiver will be joining us live here in our second hour. So Rich Clark in our uh, first hour, Shiver person in our second hour. And, uh, before you know it, we'll have the birthday game on, uh, to wrap up the second hour and we will be out of here on a Tuesday, December the 5th. Uh, let's get you caught up on everything. Uh, man, last night, a neat little double header took place, uh, at ECU and, I've got I got to tell you, man. I got to give some love to North Lenore. You want to talk about North Lenore being in the house in Menji's Coliseum last night? Uh, the entire girls' basketball team from North Lenore was there. A lot of uh, players on the boys' team was there to uh, welcome Ashanti Lynch back in town. We had her, as you know, on the show here yesterday, and uh, she balled out too. Let me tell you, she had now. Uh, ECU ended up winning the game, the women's game, uh, seventy-two to fifty-seven. But let me tell you something. Uh, Ashanti played really well last night. Nine points. Let me get it pulled up here. Nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, and she played a team-high 32 minutes for the Hawks of uh, Maryland Eastern Shore last night. (coughs) Starting lineups when she was announced, the biggest cheer of the night was for her, and that is even bigger than any of uh, the ECU players. I'm telling you, there had to have been – Oh, God. Uh, coaches, if y'all are listening, help me out and straighten me out here. There had to have been 75, 80 fans from uh, North Lenore and from Lenore County that was there. Every time Ashanti touched the ball or if she scored or had a good rebound, uh, a big cheer erupted for her. And like I said, in the starting lineups, nobody got a bigger cheer in the starting lineups than Ashanti. And just, hey, 
Listen, Howard Woolley, uh, Copperhead. Donald Ingram was there last night, too. That was awesome to see him. Uh, just uh, just a good night last night out at uh, Mangy's. Uh, like I said, Maryland Eastern Shore came up a little bit short. But I guess I should be talking about it from the ECU angle. I'm telling you, both the men's game and the women's game, and in fact, uh, the men played before the women last night, a 4 o'clock start for them, for approximately about 6.30, 6.35 start for the women. Uh, as both teams took on Maryland Eastern Shore, man, both games, uh, ECU trailed in the first half, trailed in much of the first half. And in fact, in the women's game, they were down by 10 at halftime. ECU was, and, uh, two is like two, both games followed the exact same script. Uh, in the men's game, they're down by one or, uh, down by one or up by one. I think they were up by one at halftime and they, uh, broke out 29 to 10 run. To start the second half, they put that game out of the way. And in the women's game, it was uh, pretty similar, except that uh, Eastern Shore actually led by 10 at halftime. It didn't take long for ECU to rally back, though. I think it was uh, just two minutes into the second half. They'd already tied it up uh, and then just ran away from it with ran away with it from there. But uh, ECU, uh, both teams uh, ended up winning, men and women. But again, I want to just congratulate all the folks from uh, North Lenore, I know Ashanti really appreciate it. Now, she's got game face. Don't get a twist. I mean, she's, she wasn't out there running up and down the court with a smile on her face the whole time because she was she was on a business trip last night. But uh, she looked good. She looked really, really good. Again, Maryland Eastern Shore up by 10 at halftime. Uh, kind of got away from them there in the second half. But Ashanti, team high, 32 minutes played, 9.7 rebounds, 3 assists, and was just all over the court. You could just – she looked like – Ashanti from North Lenore uh, when she was uh, when she was a hawk from North Lenore. So uh, congratulations to her, and again, congratulations Coach Woolley and Coach Copperhead and uh, all the folks over at uh, at North Lenore for turning out last night. I, it is what it is, and I can understand the men's game probably had I don't know fifteen hundred two thousand people at the game, and uh, a lot of them left for the girls or for the for the women's game. Uh, but every, I'm telling you probably, I don't know, uh, 300, 350 people stayed and a good third of them were from, uh, Lenore County. So, uh, again, a good time last night. Uh, I tell you what, I'll just go ahead and get you caught up with the ECU. They are on, I tell you what, now the men's team, man, you talk about an exciting game they've got coming up. Uh, they take on uh, South Carolina from the sec that will be at noon on Saturday, probably going to be uh one of the biggest crowds of the year it's going to be close to a sellout i think for uh for the pirates at menji's coliseum on saturday and uh again that's going to be a lot of fun the game is if you if you are not able to go and you should try to go if you can of course but if you can't go it'll be on espnu so you'll be able to check that out there and the men's team six and three right now uh and, and rolling right along that'll be a good test for them against south carolina on uh on Saturday, the ECU women's basketball team, like I said, uh, they improved to five and three with that 72 to 57 win. And I haven't even mentioned, can't believe I've talked this long. I haven't talked about Danae McNeil for, uh, the pirates. She was amazing. 34 points last night, uh, in that win. And I have never seen so many, uh, so many mid range jump shots. I mean, she was, uh, I, I don't even know. She may have missed two or three, from mid-range, but uh, she was just amazing last night, too. Tell you what, they've got something uh, special cooking over there uh, in Menjis with that ECU women's basketball team. 
Now, they are off, though, now until Monday, December 18th. So they are now off for uh, two weeks until uh, they'll be at home against George Mason. Um, LCC men's basketball, uh, they didn't play last night. They will be at home tomorrow at 6 o'clock. They take on Sand Hills Community College. That should be a good game. Uh, get out there. You can listen to Ricky Whaley on the mic. You can watch uh, a good LCC men's basketball team, like I said, uh, take on Sand Hills. They are 6-2, LCC is. And then they're home versus Catawba Valley Saturday at 3. And I got to tell you, this is what's going to be exciting for Linda. And I, uh, I'm not sure Linda knows yet or not, but uh, I- I'm letting her know right now, Miss Executive Producer, we're going to try to do the double dip of uh, basketball on Saturday. We're going to be at uh, ECU on uh, Saturday at noon, actually hopefully a little bit early uh, for that. And then as soon as we leave that game, we're going to go to LCC and watch LCC take on uh, Sand Hills, or I'm sorry, take on Catawba Valley on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So how's that for a, a doubleheader of uh, basketball on Saturday? Can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, again, that's uh, LCC plays Wednesday at 6, tomorrow night at 6, and then they're home versus Catawba Valley Saturday at three, and then I think they've only got a couple of games left before the Christmas break, and then they're off for three weeks after that. So uh, we need to get Matt Grantham back here on the show to uh, talk about all that. <coughs> uh, let's step away from sports just for a second. Man, white Christmas. Uh, I know I talked about it a little bit yesterday out at uh, Lenore Community College. We had such a good time. Uh, Linda and I did on Saturday. Just so much talent. Uh over there, listen, you've got one more weekend of White Christmas. It is uh, Friday night at 7, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 2. Uh, get your tickets. Go to lenorecc.edu backslash White Christmas and uh, get your tickets there. And I, let me tell you, get your tickets there. You can pick out your seats, everything online. And you save $5 a ticket by doing it online instead of uh, waiting and getting to uh, the getting to the show and doing it there. So a uh, white Christmas again, uh, this weekend is the final weekend of it. And uh, we're going to have a special guest here on Thursday show. Art Rembert is going to be making his uh, debut. He's one of the stars of white Christmas. Uh, we'll be talking to him on the uh, Spence automotive guest line. going to be a lot of fun, man. He is amazing. He was in, uh, the Christmas story last year or, uh, the Scrooge, <laughs> Scrooge movie or Scrooge show last year. He was a star of that. And now he's a star of white Christmas too. Just an amazing, amazing actor and, uh, and singer and performer and dancer and all that. And, uh, again, he'll be on the show here on Thursday, uh, in the first hour to, uh, get you ready for that. Hey, while I'm talking about, uh, LCC, let me tell you, uh, for 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. And uh, right now is the time to register for spring semester. It starts just right after the first of the year. 
So uh, jump on that now again. Uh, call them, 252-527-6223. Go by one of their campuses or visit their website, and uh, you can find out everything you need to. Thank you, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, uh, just all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of The Brian Hanks Show. We appreciate you folks more than you realize. That is for absolute sure. Okay. We talked about NBA. Hey, about uh, high school basketball. Let's get you ready for that before we get Rich up here on the line with us. Uh, there was only one game that took place last night, and that was uh, or scheduled to take place last night, according to Max Preps, and that was South North's girls. They were at Jacksonville last night. Uh, no result there, though. I checked Max Preps. Uh, again, the only game that was scheduled to take place last night and, uh, no result did send out a, a message to, uh, Zach Pierce, the uh, coach of uh, the South North blue devils. And uh, hopefully we'll get a result from him here before the show is over. But like I said, that's the only game, a ton of games taking place tonight. In fact, if, as I'm looking at this here, I think everybody, but green central is playing tonight and Aiden Grifton, green central and Aiden Grifton are both uh, off tonight. However, here's the rest of the schedule. Kinston is, uh, both teams are 2-2. Two and two. They are in Greenville tonight as they will take on Greenville Rose. Uh, they swept Rose this past Friday, but uh, pretty good games. Both of them were uh, pretty competitive, pretty good games. We'll see what happens tonight in uh, Greenville as uh, the Vikings teams. Like I said, both teams are 2-2, two and two, and they're at Greenville Rose today, and then they are at West Carteret on Friday night. Uh, and as uh, Mr. Clemens pro- promised us, uh, he's an East Carteret alum. <laughs> he's a Mariner. He's not a Patriot. He's a Mariner, and uh, I, he, he's going to be pulling hard for uh, Kenston on Friday night at West Carteret. North and North's boys and girls, uh, they are on the road. The boys are 1-2. and two, The girls are 2-1, and one, and they are at Noose Charter today, and they have a busy week. Uh, they are at, they're on the road all week. They are at Noose Charter today. The Hawks are at Southwest Edgecombe tomorrow night, and then they are at Green Central on Friday. So, uh, like I said, both teams were in Greenville last night to watch Ashanti. So, uh, a road week for the North Lenore Hawks. Uh, South Lenore, their boys are 1-4. and four, Their girls are 2-3 and three pending uh, last night's uh, game at Jacksonville for the girls. Uh, but, and I'm sorry, they have the night off tonight. Uh, both teams are at Dixon Wednesday Oh, Keith Spence with the uh, score update. Thank you, Spence. Look at Spence over there checking it out for me and uh, giving me an update. Uh, unfortunately, the South North girls lost last night. They dropped to uh, two and four with a sixty to seventeen loss. Uh, yes, I'm typing it in right now, Keith Spence. So I have it. Thank you, dude. You are the man, dude. Uh, but uh, girl, uh, back to South North just for a second. They are uh, two and four after last night's sixty to seventeen loss. Uh, the boys are one and four. Uh, they are at Dixon Wednesday night. Then they're home versus Aiden Grifton on Friday night. Parrot Academy, uh, both, uh, or I'm sorry, the boys are two and two. Uh, the girls are zero oh and four. Ah, thank you, Keith, uh, Keith Spence. He gave credit. Got to give credit to uh, uh, Chris Miller there from the Jacksonville Daily News. That's where he got that from. You know what? That's what I should have done, Spence. I mean, I, I knew it wasn't, or when I saw it wasn't up on Max Preps, that's where I should have gone. Was uh, check that. Oh, uh, hey, look at this. Greg Clemens even jumping in with a 60 to 17 score. Man, you guys are the best, man. I've got the best listeners in the world. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Parrot Academy, their boys are two and two. The girls are 0 and four. 
Both teams are home today versus Pungo Christian, and then they're home versus Wilson Christian on Thursday. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy, uh, the boys are 2-3 and three overall. The girls are 0-2. Oh they return to action today uh, when they take on uh, Beargrass Charter. So uh, they'll be at home, like I said, against Beargrass Charter today. Uh, Green Central, both their teams are 1-3. They only have one game this week. Uh, they'll host North Lenore on Friday. Aiden Grifton, their boys are 4-0. Oh. Uh, they uh, start a very great start to the season for them. Their girls, unfortunately, for the Chargers, though, are 0-4. Oh uh, the Chargers are off today, but they are at Eastern Wayne tomorrow, and then they're at South Lenore on Friday. And like I said, I, I've said it now. This could be the fourth time. I am getting the Aiden Grifton Chargers uh, coach on the line with us tomorrow. I, to the best of my ability, we need to get them on here, especially after that great 4-0 start for the Chargers. The Jones Senior uh, Trojans, uh, they are now 4-1 and one after their win against Union last week. Their girls are 1-4. Uh, they are at home. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They are at North Duplin today. Uh, the Trojans, both teams at North Duplin today, and then they're home versus Union on Thursday. Let's get your hometown hero update. We told you about Brandon earlier, and we're going to be talking about him a little bit here uh, with uh, Richard Clark here in just a few moments. Uh, Reggie Bullock and the Houston Rockets uh, did not play last night. A day, uh, and I've got on my schedule here, they're off until Monday, December 11th. I'm not so sure about that. I need to double check that. Uh, Damian Dunn and the sixth ranked Houston Cougars, they are now eight and oh, uh, they are home versus rice on Wednesday, then home versus Jackson state on Saturday. Uh, Trez in Georgetown. I, I can't wait. I've got to talk to rich about this. I've got to see if he had a chance to uh, see that game on uh saturday because that was just a uh just a, a blow that loss that they had to tcu on saturday but they are now five and three overall and i tell you what, I, i'll finish my hometown heroes here in a second but i got it rich did you see the end and i uh, joining us right now from the carteret county news times carolina coast online.com richard clark here on our spence automotive guest line dude did you see the end of the uh, georgetown tcu game on saturday i did because a friend of mine is a georgetown graduate Oh, so yeah. Uh there are. Yeah, they should be. They should be able to fix that. And if they can't, then there's something wrong with the setup. Well, here is my thing, and for folks who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Georgetown versus TCU, final play of the game. Uh, TCU inbounds the ball, and then before the TCU player gets off a shot that does go in, he steps out of bounds, and it's very clear. Every replay shows his foot. His pinky toe and uh, the, the toe next to his pinky I, I toe. Would, Go ahead. I would take it a step further. It's like when we all see a call and we haven't seen the replay yet, and we all know what happened. It wasn't even – it wasn't close. You know what I mean? We all were like, he's out. I mean, everybody sitting around there was like, he stepped out, and the ref didn't. You got one job, dude. I mean – And the ref was right beside know. him. And it, but here's what gets me. what Richard Clark. Why the hell do we even have re instant replay if you're not going to use it in a situation like that? I, I don't even understand the, the rationale for, you know, oh, we couldn't use replay here in this. I, I just don't get it, dude. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for AI referee because these guys are <laughs> terrible. And it's not – look, honest to God, rate the NFL referee in this year. You've watched as many games as I have. No, I have not. What do you figure out? Dude, you need to stop right there. I've watched maybe uh, a tenth of I mean, I've watched a lot of games, and I pretty much, you know, I've got the package. I'll try to, you know, catch a little bit every night. But, dude, 
I, you need to take that back. I'm talking about the NFL. Oh, NFL. I'm sorry. I thought you said NBA. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. NFL. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I watch a lot of NFL. Yeah, it's been bad. It's terrible. It's been bad. I mean, that will be a D plus at best. I mean, and I'm not talking about the Cowboys. It's bad across the board. NBA has been eh. So, I mean, I just think there's an officiating problem across the board. And, and if AI can help us, I'm in because these guys are horrible. Yeah. And I understand you know they get happen. paid and it's yeah, a thankless job and blah, go. blah, blah. There you go. That's what's going to happen. Let me ask you this. In all sincerity, if you could time travel back, okay, this is 2023. If you could time, let's even say 20 years ago. Officiating was not this bad 20 years ago, dude. Wasn't it? We don't know that, though. Here's the thing. We don't know that. I think it's just like, you know, we always say, oh, look at all the bad stuff happening in the world. Uh, the girls getting kidnapped, whatever. Something really bad. Well, I don't think it's any worse than it ever was. I just think we hear about it more. And in this particular situation with the referee, I think it's the same thing. I think we have so many camera angles, not to mention now a Sacramento Kings Pelicans game at 11 o'clock on a Monday night that nobody would have watched in the past. Now you might not have watched it, but you see it on social media. So I think it's, it's more prevalent that you actually see it. I don't think they're any worse than they were back then. I think they're exactly the same. Wow. So, well, I will say this, and this is something, well, and believe me, dude, we are getting ready to dive in with both feet on uh, the end season tournament here in just a few moments. But uh, I will say this, and <laughs> I've been one of those people that, you know, when you see, I mean, I dude, I, I saw two games at ECU last night, okay, the men's and the okay. women's game. Uh, I mean, I did a high school game this past Friday night. I've been, I've been at Mount Olive and done a game. I've watched, a, you know, a lot of NBA and it is, I am so frustrated, Richard Clark, with every time an official's whistle blows. And I was about to say uh, 80%, dude. I think it's more than that. 90% of the time, somebody complains about the call. Okay. I mean, whether it's the, whether it's the official, yeah, yeah. yeah, whether official, whether it's the coaches that complain about it, whether it's a player, you know, getting incredulous in front of uh, the referee. And, and it just, dude, it drives me crazy. It has just absolutely positively driven me crazy this year. And I don't know why it's more this year than past years, but where I'm, where I'm going at with this is, though, I've, <laughs> I've watched a lot of uh, classic games, too, over the last, uh, I don't know, month or so. Guess what, Richard Clark? They complained about calls. Oh, I wouldn't Absol- say as absolutely. bad. I wouldn't say as bad. But, dude, pretty much, dude, the exact same way. It's the same. Yes, yes. <laughs> Every That's I, I what I keep trying to tell people. It has not changed. What's changed is our access to view it. So we see it more. Yeah. There are more games on. There's more social media surrounding it. There's more talking heads talking about, oh, my God, did you see LeBron and the coach for the Rockets? You know, stuff like that. So it's just more of it out there. I think it's better. Look. You know me, and I've been saying the officiating was bad for decades. Decades, particularly in high school sports. Uh, I've thought high school basketball officiating has been bad since I played. And I don't see any change. I think it's just as bad. I think what's got to happen to fix this is like everything else. They need the, the professional level, whatever that is, whatever sport you're in, needs to start an academy, and it needs to filter down. 
And so everybody's on the same page with the rules and all that kind of stuff. Because at this point, what's a catch in football? I don't know. Wow. What's a charge in basketball? Nah, dude, uh-huh. I know. Hell, Rex Chapman uh, made a career selling T-shirts with a uh, hell. I bought one with a uh, charge or blocker uh, charge. Yeah, blocker charge. You do did ever tell you that I did buy one? I love t-shirts. it. Uh, yeah, I love it. I do too, man. I do too. But uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. And I could tell you at the high school level. I mean, we've had Leo Lockhart on here. We've had a couple of officials uh, here on the show through the years, and I can tell you what it is at the high school level, at the very least, dude. It's just the amount of abuse that officials yeah. get. And yeah. I mean, why, yeah. would you, why would you for, I don't care. It's, I don't even know. I'm just throwing a number out there. I think it's $75. Leo, if you're listening, uh, which he listens every morning, if you're listening, uh, hit me up with how much you guys get paid uh, for boys and girls games. But uh, let's just throw a number. If it's $75, okay, why are you going to drive, you know, do an hour round trip somewhere, suit up, go out, get yelled at by idiots who don't mm-hmm. know anything about the game. And for $75 or even a hundred dollars, like I said, I don't even know how much it is. I mean, dude, by the time, I mean, for your time and your gas and then for the, uh, I mean, dude, for the abuse that you get as an official, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, and that is the main problem, honestly, Richard, right now at the high school level. And don't tell me that doesn't, uh, roll uphill. You know, I mean, dude, last well, night I'm on the, I'm doing the PA for uh, the women's game last night, dude. And I heard some of the most vile things coming. And this is the women's game last night, Richard Clark. Not all right. Well, let, let me allow me to retort. Please retort. So my question would be, how good are those officials at their job? Yeah. Now, look, regardless of the money and regardless of the abuse. Okay. Let's set that aside for a minute. You chose to do this. Now, are you good at it? Yeah. That's a good that, question. that would be my question. Because if you're not, then how is it any different than the kid that's flipping burgers and can't get your order right at McDonald's? Now we're into a different argument. Now we're into the argument of how do you act in response to that? You know what I mean? Are you going to be ugly and bad person and blah, blah, blah. And I think we can look at society as a whole and say okay yeah we're probably not even close to as polite as we used to be with things of that nature and i think there's your problem there as far as the officiating goes i would argue that they're just not good at their job i literally watched a college game the other night college basketball and not only did they get the charge wrong they only they couldn't even explain what a charge was on the tv because nobody knows anymore yeah and it's, it's inconsistency, and that's why everybody needs to learn from the same book at the same level and how it's done. And if we can get some sort of continuity and at least be consistent, I think that calms all this down. Because that's what you and I and everybody else that's a true fan really hates. It's not the bad cause. It's the inconsistency within the game itself. Wow. That voice you're listening to, Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times. He are, he's our NBA, our hoops expert. And I want this wasn't even on my little mini list of things to talk about. And I got to let everybody know, too, uh, you are going to be giving – I love this document you sent me this morning. I ask you – dude, <laughs> you can tell uh, you, you love basketball, man. It's awesome. But I asked you last week to come up with a – dude, I just wanted, like, the top five, top ten best uh, in-season tournament courts maybe do uh, the top five worst and all that. What did my boy Richard Clark do? He broke down every court 
So uh, we're <laughs> we're going to save like the last ten minutes for that uh, here on uh, with your visit here today, uh, Rich. But I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I, I kind of like it. The NCHSAA this year. Ha- well, I, I shouldn't have given you my opinion because I want to see what you thought first. Uh, has adopted what the women's NCAA is doing in regards to fouls. Uh, as you know, they play quarters in uh, in. Co- or mm-hmm. I don't even know if you know. Do you know that in women's college basketball they play the quarters? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I, I didn't know until vaguely, but vaguely, yeah, vaguely, I do. Yes. Well, of course, you know, high school does that too. Four eight-minute quarters in college women's basketball is four ten-minute quarters. Well, here's how they've started doing the fouls in the NCHSAA, modeling what they do in uh, NCAA women's is you get five fouls a quarter. And then once you hit that five fouls, there's no such thing as one and one. You just, you go straight to uh, two free throws. So again, there's no such thing as one and one in, uh, in high school basketball in the state of North Carolina anymore. Uh, again, modeling exactly what they do in NCAA women's basketball. I've now done one high school game uh, this past uh, Friday night, dude. I've done several, uh, you know, college women's games. I got to tell you, Rich. I kind of like it, man. I mean, it's. I think it's made almost like the pitch clock has in uh, in Major League Baseball and even in Minor League Baseball for the year or two before that. Dude, it makes the game go by a little bit quicker. There's no. There's no. I was about to say concern. There's no question of, hey, is this a one and one? Is it a two shot foul? Anything like that? You just know if a, if a player is going to the free throw line, they're taking two free throws. Just your thoughts on that, or is it? What do you think about that, Rich? I have no problem with that um, as a rule as a whole. My actual problem is the quarter thing. I think that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I just think that's like you might as well be playing Little League. But anyway. <laughs> even I mean, even yeah, women's yeah. college basketball. Yes, I think they just need to go to the halves like everybody else. I don't even understand why they're doing that way. But, you know, may, that's may a I different argument. You, may I remind you, though, that the NBA plays uh, four quarters. Yes, I get it. I get it. Well, they do it for TV purposes, though. Yeah, and I can see that. Well, I got to tell you, uh, the JV game, we had four games the other night when uh, Greenville Rose came to Kenston, and I saw something else brand new I'd never seen before, and evidently it's what Rose does in their conference. And again, uh, man, I I can't believe the one morning Leo Lockhart's not listening. He text messages me two or three times a week sometimes. This is the one he's not listening to. Uh, because I, it's another officiating thing, dude. The JV teams from Rose and Kenson the other day, you'll love this, dude. They played, speaking to what you just said, dude, they played two 20-minute halves, but with a running clock until the final minute yeah. of both halves. Now, in that when they stop and take free throws, they stop the clock for the – oh, no, they, no, 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 they didn't even do that. It was only if uh, uh, if they call timeout, if a coach calls timeout, they stop the clock for that. But like I said, the final minute of both halves. Wow. Now, let me tell you, the JV boys game resulted in a uh, 27-21 final. I wasn't a big fan of that, and it went by really quick, too, dude. But two 20-minute halves, don't stop the clock except for timeouts or in the final minute of uh, each half. Your thoughts on that, dude? I'm not really a fan because that, to me, just reeks of you're just trying to get it over with. But, you know, I think I think from a player perspective, that, that just – you're trying to – you're minimizing it right from the get-go. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Well, no, I agree with you, dude. I agree and with you. And here's a question for you since you've watched it. How much different do you think they 
subconsciously referee women's games than they do men. Well, I'll tell you this, and again, man, we need to get – I'm making my third mention of Leo Lockhart now. I wish he was listening. Uh, I don't know if it was him, and I would never throw him under the bus like this anyway because I love Leo to death, but I've had other officials tell me, and I can tell you this, that if you officiated a – now, I'm talking about girls basketball. You're talking about mm-hmm. girls high school basketball. If you officiated girls basketball the way you do boys basketball, especially when you have some weaker teams playing each other, dude, I mean – there are literally players picking their feet up, uh, moving their pivot foot, uh, double dribbling, uh, everything, dude. But this is what I was told by, it's not even one official, it's by a couple of officials, Rich, that if you called a girls game as tight as you call a boys game, it would literally be a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour game because, I mean, I, something happens on every play, Richard. Yeah, I think it, I think. I agree with you on the, the violation part, but I think the fouls and stuff are completely the other way. I think they call it way too tight for women on that regard. Oh, okay. Um, now, the, the violations, but I can see that. You know, I get it. And, and to your point, um, when I was in high school, I worked with the, um, I want to get the right word here, the mentally challenged kids. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was their coach. Well, one game, the referees didn't show up. And in the city, we had kids that were really handicapped. They had kids that were just not very good in school. You know the difference. And um, so we would lose like 70 to 6. You know what I mean? So I'm refereeing this game, and I just decided I was just going to start cheating. And much to what you were just talking about, I didn't call anything, no travels, anything like that. And so um, it was the closest game that team had ever, my team had ever played, so. Wow. Well, listen, hey, I got an update from before I had you on the air. We didn't have the South North score. I want to thank again Keith Spence, Greg Clements for sending that to me. But uh, South North head uh, basketball coach, girls basketball coach, Zach Pierce, sent me a, a long text here just uh, telling me about last night's game. Do you mind if I hit that real quick? No, go ahead. Thank, nice you. thank you. Thank you. Said, morning, Mr. H- I'm just reading straight from here. Morning, Mr. Hanks. Said, I had an unorthodox approach to where I did a triangle and two, but my – to uh, double-team their best player. That strategy worked. We held her to zero points in the first quarter, and we were up at the end of the first quarter, 10-9. to nine. South Lenore was up over Jacksonville, 10-9. to nine. Said uh, his girls started to doubt it because other girls were uh, getting open shots. He said I ke- he kept trying to tell them how dangerous Jacksonville's best player was, but they wouldn't listen. He said, so to prove a point, how about this? Is, this is a very Richard Clark thing. I like this. He said for hopefully his team to now completely buy into his vision, he let them change the defense coming out of halftime. Jacksonville's best player dropped 22 in the third quarter alone, and they lost 60-17, to 17, dude. They were up 10-9 to 9 at the end of the first quarter, but lost 60-17, to 17, dude. Well, let me let me say this to back up your – who was that, Zach? Uh, Zach Pierce, uh, uh, the head uh, girls yeah. basketball coach at South Lenore, yes. And thank you, Coach the- Pierce. The, the one of the main problems I see in younger athletic basketball sports is that um, they don't scout very well who can shoot and who can't. And that was to your point with that triangle and two they were talking about. Um, you know, some kids just can't play. Let them shoot. Yeah. And, we, and, and they don't put enough thought into how that works. I've always thought that in high school, particularly, you could get away with – triangle in twos, diamond in ones, things like that. Because there's always just one. The offense always really runs through one person in high school. Yeah. It's just what it is. 
Well, uh, again, thank you, Coach Pierce, for uh, sending me that. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, again, thank you to Greg Clemens and Keith Spence for uh, looking up that score. How about that, dude? I got listeners that I, if I can't find a score, they'll look it up for me, dude. How about that? Yeah, um, I'm not sure that's how you want to do it, but <laughs> good job. <laughs> good, good, good point, good point. Okay, uh, dude, we have got to talk. And, yeah, I know we bring his name up every week, but you and I are huge fans of Bill Simmons. We listen to his uh, BS podcast. and uh, I, I mean, I consume it pretty much as close as I can to when he releases it. But, uh, dude, he has given a lot of credit to uh, Adam Silver and the, the NBA for this in-season tournament, which I got to tell you, man, I didn't think I would be interested at all. And I, I wonder how much it's of it. It's building a little bit, right? Yeah. I dude. told you. I had a feeling this is how it was going to play out. Last night's games were really good. Yeah. And, you know, I think the NBA is getting the best of both worlds here by accident. You know what's happening is the teams that are winning – are the teams that you don't get to see all the time because they haven't been good historically or whatever. And you're getting players like Brandon last night that are getting to play on a bigger stage than they normally do. So I love it. Well, I got to tell you, I doubted it going into it. And I was like, what are they trying to do? Nobody's going to watch this. I'd like to see what the numbers end up being <clears throat> for last night's game. Again, Indiana beats Boston. 122 to 112, and I would like to lie to you, Richard Clark, and say I stayed up and watched that whole game last night. But, dude, Sacramento was up by 15, and I'm thinking, you know, dude, eh, here we go. I'll just I'll see what the <laughs> final is in the morning. Dude, you could have knocked me over with a feather as I sat down here at my, at my desk in the well-lit, uh, you know, the, the plush, well-lit, well-protected studio and saw the final was 127 to 117. I tell you what, dude, uh, talking about the Pelicans over to Sacramento Kings, Dude, it was so bad. I took my glasses off, rubbed my eyes, and put my glasses back on. I'm not even exaggerating because I was like, there's no way that game, you know, again. Dude, Sacramento yeah. was up by 15. So you tell me because I know you stayed up and watched it. Yeah, I wasn't. Brandon was fantastic. Okay. I mean, that's it right there. They started playing a little bit of defense. Um, and I guess you could say Sacramento went cold, but Brandon played really well. He carried them down the stretch. Uh, much like Halliburton did in the first game. Um, so, like I said, it's been really good for the league. I think this is one of those benefits that they didn't exactly expect or were hoping for, but, did, you know, didn't know they would get, is that you're getting some of the younger stars, in this case Brandon and Tyrese Halliburton, that are getting some publicity now. So, they're because they're on the, let's call it the center stage, not the big stage. Yeah. 30 points, eight rebounds, six assists for uh, for Brandon last And carry them. Because Zion was not great. He was in foul trouble. So This is so awesome, man. And, and again, I uh, I wish I could say, yeah, I stayed up and cheered it on. Dude, I, I didn't, man. I was, a, <laughs> I was in bed by, what, 10, 45, 11 o'clock. I, I understand. I know, I know. Other game last night, Indiana <laughs> – defeats the Boston Celtics, the, the odds on favorite to win the NBA title this year. Uh, <laughs> Indiana, dude, Indiana. Okay. We're not talking, uh, Miami or, uh, well, I guess we'll get to see uh, Milwaukee tonight, uh, when the Knicks, uh, travel to Milwaukee for that other, uh, quarterfinal game in the Eastern conference. But dude, uh, just say I was driving back from ECU last night, uh, during the Indiana Boston Celtics game, uh, was it just pretty much Halliburton last night that carried them? 
Um, no, they had a, a team effort, but Halliburton stepped up in the second half and they started making some shots. But no, they, they're across the board. They had a bunch of guys contribute. Indiana's got a pretty good roster, honestly. They're a player away, I think. But um, and, and again, Boston did not have Porzingis. So, I mean, that matters. Um, but it was a good game. Heald had 21. They had like five guys in double figures. The Pacers did. So, um, they you know, they, they're number one in offense in offense in the NBA, and it's not really close right now. The Indiana so, um, Pacers. Yeah, they're kind of playing like the Suns back in the day, the okay. Nuggets going back further than that. Um, so it, it's they're, they're up and down, three seconds and shoot. Wow. And, and so it's it's been their fun team to watch during the regular season. I, I doubt it's going to work during the playoffs, but it's fun during the regular season. Oh, I'm going to have to put them in my league pass rotation then. So, anyway, Indiana, New Orleans advances. Uh, give us a quick preview of tonight's games. Uh, the Knicks are at the Bucks. The Knicks, maybe not one of those teams that you thought kind of like Indiana, kind of like the Pelicans. Right, that exactly. Be there. Exactly. Exactly. Just, it's exactly the same thing. You know, so a team that's not ordinarily on the big stage might have an opportunity to get some publicity. Not that the Knicks particularly need it, but. As a, as, a, as a team lately, they haven't been very good. So it'll be interesting to see how they react to this. The Bucks are – I don't know if they're as good as we thought they would be at this point, but they're winning games, so it should be interesting. Very good. Uh, Bucks four-and-a-half-point favorites tonight in that game. And then uh, if there were two teams that we expected to be in this, I would definitely right. say the Phoenix Suns and the L.A. Lakers are uh, definitely fill that bill. That game is at 10 o'clock tonight, and uh, just a point ahead. Lakers are point and a half uh, favorites in that game. Uh, that I mean, I think the Knicks-Bucks are going to be pretty, pretty – should be a pretty good game. But uh tell you what, man, Suns-Lakers, that has a potential of uh, being an all-timer, doesn't it? That, those two always do when they get together. And I don't necessarily mean the Suns and the Lakers. I mean LeBron and Durant. Yeah. Um, there is clearly a – who's the best one kind of thing going on. And that goes back to probably that finals where Durant completely outplayed Durant when he was with the Cavaliers and Durant was with um, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I was watching Durant the other day and he's, he's so good. And so we, we take it for granted that at one point I just scratched my face up when he made a shot and did what he does. Yeah. And he's just like, man, that's just nasty. <laughs> It's just so nasty, just pulling up in somebody's face at seven feet like that from 25 feet. We just take that for granted because we've seen it now for, what, 15 years? Yeah. However long he's been in the league. 15 years. Right. He played for the Seattle Supersonics. What's that tell you? Good Lord. That's right. Dude, I had forgotten that. That's right. His rookie year, he was a Supersonic. Little side note for the older group. You know there's only four guys left in the NBA that played with Kobe? Wait, no, no, yeah. no, that started with Kobe. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, started, played, yeah, they, yeah I was yeah. about to say, they yeah, played but, on, played with him. Oh, okay, on a team. Oh, yeah, as a teammate. Dude, that is so, so hard to wrap my mind around, man. It just time, right. time flies, man. Well, give us predictions then. Uh, since this is a tournament, it's not a best of anything. It's a doggone one game, and you're out. Who you got tonight? Knicks, Bucks. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks just because I think Giannis is. They don't have anybody for that, but um, and I'll take. Uh, wow, that Suns Lakers really is kind of a toss up, isn't it? It really is. I'll go with the Suns. 
are going to Suns. Although, you know, Anthony Davis is one of those guys. You, if it's a one-game situation, you kind of go, well, maybe, because he's Anthony Davis. If you get seven games, you're like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, let's play this thing out then, okay? So then you've got uh, Indiana and the Bucks. Who would have thought the Eastern final would be the Pacers versus the Bucks? Who do you have in that game? In Vegas, what you're um, doing in Vegas Thursday night. Yeah, and once they get to Vegas, I have to go with Giannis. But I, I'm actually going to root for the Knicks tonight just because I'd like to see it be the Pacers and the Knicks because they don't, you know. Oh, yeah. I would love to see that. Um, but I, I just think it you let Giannis get close to something that we call a prize, I'm not sure you want to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, and Giannis is probably my favorite player because from a skill standpoint, just straight – we're going to line up and do bounce passes and, you know, the stuff they used to make you do when you were in junior high. Giannis is probably not that great at it, but playing basketball is a different matter. Yeah. Oh, you're right about that. So you've got the Bucks coming out of the East. So then uh, you had Suns beating the Lakers. So Pelicans versus Suns on Thursday night. Who you got? I'll go hometown. I'll go with the Pelicans. So Brandon in the Pelicans. I mean, it's – if that team, I'm going to tell you right now, the Pelicans have everything you need to be really good. I just don't know if they're going to be able to put it together. They they got a lot of moving parts. They got a couple guys still out. But they got a lot of moving parts that are really good. C.J. McCallum coming back. McCallum's a professional scorer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Him and Jamal Crawford. And uh, what was the other six-man's name that played for Atlanta at the end there? Um, Lewis, uh, Lou Williams. Yeah. These guys are professional scorers. I mean, they, if you ask them to go out and score 20 points in a row in a pickup game in the uh, the Moose Lodge down there in Kinston, what's the name of that place? The boy, no. The what's Woodman it called? Center. The Woodman Center. The I'm Woodman sorry for the Woodman Center. Lodge. Yeah. I could come up with it. I hope Danny Rice, our good friend Danny Rice, I hope he's listening right now because he'll get a kick out of that. But go ahead. I, I apologize to, to those people at the Woodman <laughs> Center. But, you know, if you took, if you put him out there in one of those games, he would just eat you alive. You know what I mean? He yeah. got scored 19 of the 20. He's a professional scorer. So getting him back is absolutely huge for the Pelicans. Plus, I think he gives them some veteran calmness that I'm not sure they always have. <laughs> So, then, well, then you I, got, I'm really interested. No, nah, I love it. Then you got Pelicans Bucks then for the championship uh, of the first in season tournament. Who do you have winning that? Uh, or no, I'm sorry, did I say that right? Pelicans Bucks. Yeah, Pelicans yes, Bucks. Yes, yes. If we if we go with what I pick, yes. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Pelicans winning the whole thing. Wow, that would be awesome, man. I tell you. Now that's now. probably more hope than than smarts, but um, I'm gonna go with it. They're playing pretty well right now. Defensively, they've been a lot better. Well, very good. Well, I tell you what, dude. Uh, I, I'm afraid we're not going to get any NFL talk in today because we've got to get into these. Uh, uh, How about them 49ers, dude? I tell you <laughs> what, man. Well, uh, I told you. You did. You did. Uh, Mark Panicelli and I. Uh, you know, he's my Monday guest, and right. we've been doing it. It's been funny, dude, all season long. You and I have kind of touched on, it, but Panicelli and I have definitely have done it. 
where we declare, and dude, we say it started after week two with your Dallas Cowboys. Nobody is going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to go <laughs> 16 and one and sweep their way to their first Super Bowl win since what, 1995 or whatever it was, dude. And then it seems like every week, I mean, after week five, it was San Francisco. Dude, they're five and oh. They're not losing a game this year. They're going to go undefeated. They, they lose their next three. Then we, right. uh, it was the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, look how well Baltimore is doing. They lose their next game. Dude, you would love this. I swear to God, we did it with Philadelphia last week. All the uh, the Eagles, they're going to show everybody by how bad they're going to beat San Francisco. What do they do? They lose, dude. So now we're back to San Francisco again. Nobody can beat San Francisco, dude. They're the best team in the league. So let's see what happens to them this week, dude. Well, they are. I mean, let, let's be clear. They're the most. They're the most physical. I've said it from the beginning. They're the most physical team in the league. Yeah. And it, it's still football. We forget that sometimes with all the, you know, protecting two hand touch with the quarterback and all this other stuff. But it's still football, and they own the trenches right now. And those two linebackers they got are violent guys. Um, so Greenwood and, and Warner, they're they're some violent guys, and and. Barring something unforeseen injury-wise, I think they got to be the prohibitive favorite at this point, right? Uh, dude, <laughs> but, dude, so was Philadelphia at 10-1 and one last week. So was uh, Baltimore uh, before they dropped their last game. So was – But I uh, think I've said all year that Philly hasn't beaten anybody. And then, they, and then when they did, you're kind of like, really? Because the guy dropped the pass or they stopped the replay to the point where the guy was falling across the goal line and decided he was short. I mean, Philly's had at least four of those this year. They have. So, yeah. I, I question how good they really are. We'll see. I think they're the second-best team in the league. I just think the Niners are physical. We're, we're, and I, I don't know where that comes from. I got to ask because, dude, we are not getting off the line without all this research and all this stuff that you did. Without oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. No, no, no. But I just uh, – uh, who's the third-best team? Where, where do your boys figure is, well, I guess, where I was going with that? Uh, we're probably the third or fourth best team in the league. Depends on who, what you think about the AFC. And I guess we'll find out because we're getting ready to run the gauntlet with Dolphins and the Bills. So we'll see what we got stacked up against them. Well, I would honestly think we're the third best team if I was okay. being honest. Okay. I'll but um, this, I think, is a pretty significant gap. Well, how about the uh, the first team eliminated from uh, the playoffs? I mean, we've still got, what, five more games left <laughs> in the season? Your Carolina Panthers. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, bad decisions after bad decision, and Tepper's turning out to be Dude. wow. And you know, how do you keep doing the same stuff? How are you gonna fire a guy in the middle of the year and you don't have a plan? It's, that's just right there with, hey, let's trade for the top pick, but we don't know who we want. I, 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 those are the kind of things I just don't understand, but. You know, I know, dude, I, you got say, rich somehow, I guess, I guess. Well, I, I don't understand hedge funds. Someone's going to have to explain that to me sometime, dude. I just don't understand, you know, uh, I don't, <laughs> that's sad to say, dude, I don't even know what a hedge fund is, but you know what, dude, we don't have time to get that's into that another today. day. That's another day. Indeed. Okay. Here we go. My boy, Richard Clark, uh, jumped in. This is just so awesome. And, uh, broke down every in season tournament court of, uh, the NBA in season that you've got. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You've got good. Okay. 
bad and hideous. And I want to hit every one of these, dude. So uh, good. Well, go ahead. Hit let, it. Let's start it. Let's start at the bottom. Okay. Okay. Because it, we, there's a scene down there with that <laughs> I'm not sure they realized until it came across your high definition TV. Yeah. Red red does not work. No. It's it's ridiculous on your TV. So the teams that have red courts, which Chicago, Houston, Miami, the Sixers, and the Blazers, they're out because they're hurt. They're terrible. Yeah. They're hard on the eyes. It's it's hard to watch it. Honestly, it's sort of like that Boise State field in football. It's just hard to watch it. <laughs> and the Celtics, surprisingly, that green does not work. It does not. You are right. But no, that, it's pretty bad. Okay, that's your hideous. The Celtics, the Bulls, the Rockets, Heat, Sixers, and Blazers. I love it. Yeah. Okay, you've got four under bad. Who are they? <laughs> the Nets, the oh, Pacers, no, no, the no, no, no. I, got, I got to interrupt you. Tell everybody what your note was on uh, the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics, it looks like where the hobbits live. <laughs> it's, it's green and, you know, it just looks like a pasture with a little hill in the middle. Oh, God. that made, When I read that, I, dude, no joke, when you sent that to me this morning, I read that, I audibly laughed out loud, okay? I mean, <laughs> Molly, Molly laying here at my feet, turned her head up and looked at me because she's like, well, what are you doing? What are you laughing about? <laughs> And then I had to tell her, and she laughed too, okay? So, okay, good. There you go. That is hideous. You've got four under bad. Who are they? The Nets, the Pacers, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies. Um, The Nets looks like graffiti at a skate park. It's just not very good. And But what I also think is gray doesn't work great. And the Grizzlies are gray, and the Clippers have some gray. The Pacers light blue. You you commented, I think, was the Pacers, that it looks like a pool. And it kind of does. Yeah. So there you go. There's so, your four. I like it. Nets, Pacers, Clippers, Grizzlies. That is bad. You surprisingly had what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve that you rated as okay. Let's hit those. Well, the Hawks, the Hornets, the, the Hawks. Why are they light blue? I don't know. What they, in their they, jerseys they even, are light blue? Nothing. Nothing. Right. I, I don't get it. The Hornets, the Mavericks, and the Pistons, they're, they're you know, they're okay. It's kind of neutral, so I guess that's what they were going for, a uh, light gray in, there in, in one case. The Pelicans is okay, but why is it blue? Yeah. And it's royal blue. I mean, are we trying to keep the team colors on these things or what? So a lot of these courts, to me, look like, and I commented on it, that they look like worn, they're worn out. The color is kind of faded. Yep. So I think maybe after the first go, some of these teams realized, wait a minute, it's a little bit too much for these high-def TVs. So they might have went back and muted it a little bit. So that's what I think it is. So we got the Lakers and the Timberwolves, the Bucks, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Wizards that I spelled wrong, all in the okay category. Well, I thought you were doing that as a Joe House uh, homage. <laughs> Doesn't he call them the, the – what does he call them? Um, I'm not sure the whiz, the whiz, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, I, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Well, here we go. The <laughs> They're good... terrible though. They're the worst team in the league. Oh, absolutely. Uh, how many have they lost in a row now? <sighs> Is it 15? Yeah, I thought it was more. I thought it was 17. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Let's go. Here is good. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But you've got eight here. Tell us who they are. And then you're going to declare the best. In-season tournament yes. court, but go ahead. The Cavs, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Knicks, the Thunder, 
the Suns, the Raptors, and the Jazz. All of theirs are pretty good. Okay. Pretty good courts. Um, the Suns and the Nuggets have the best two. Okay. Um, but the Suns is the best, I think. That purple looks good, and the ECU people need to be paying attention. Uh, that's what I, that's, I I loved your note on there about that, and you're right, dude. They ECU, if they looked at the Suns court, I mean, of course, you're not going to copy it exactly because, you know, there would be copyright stuff there, but that would be a nice look for uh, Menjis, wouldn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, I think it would be. You throw a little bit of gold in there so you get that contact. I think it would look nice. Put a big pirate in the middle and get rid of that circle. Stop pretending. Let's, let's you know. I love it. Hey, I think that's one of the areas that we could definitely improve. Hey, can you hang out with us for a couple minutes to our second hour? Sure. Because I want sure, to get. Sure. To, I want to talk. I've got uh, our good friend Shiver person in here too, and I want to talk to both of you about CFP. So we're wrapping up the first hour. Thank you to Richard Clark here for joining us. Coming up our second hour, Shiver person from the Down East Wood Ducks.